You are listening to the Sports Daily. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good Monday show for you. We are going to recap the weekend in your picks on the daily on the Sports Daily. Not bad in college. Didn't have a great start to pro, but we'll turn that around this season. But a very good weekend. Got some things to talk about in the college football. But we're just basically going to go over the picks and talk a little bit about what we saw uh, in college and uh, the NFL. And we'll get to that momentarily. So let's start out with this. Let's start out with the picks so far this season. Last week in college went 7-2. and two. This week on Saturday went 6-1-1 one, and one against the spread. That is 13-3-1 in college football this year to start the season. Uh I don't know many handicappers who can say they've hit that percentage over two weeks. Now, with that said, said it last week, I'm going to say it every week. I'm going to have a week where I will not be able to pick my nose and every bad beat will work against me. But so far through two weeks, it's been really good. Um, And it's also you got to remember, this is a marathon, not a sprint. I don't want you just all of a sudden loading up on all my picks after two good weeks or whatever. Follow them, tail them, but shows we're off to a good start. I kind of think I know what I'm talking about with this. In college football, we won our best bet on Oklahoma minus 16. Yeah. Did they win by 17? Sure. With a touchdown in the last five minutes of the game? Yes. Did they hold off SMU, who was driving at the end of the game? Yes. So that's two weeks in a row. Our best bet has won, and it's been fairly close. Last week with Western Kentucky, same thing. We needed a, we needed a stop on a last-second drive that would have given the other team a backdoor touchdown. So I'd like to get you a best bet that's a blowout from the get-go. We don't have to worry about getting stops on last drives of the game. But this is where we're at. You're certainly not going to take a win and be like, well, that shouldn't have covered, so I don't want to collect my winnings. No, you'll take it. So we won our best bet on Oklahoma. We pushed with Jacksonville State plus 14 um, against Coastal Carolina. They lost 30-16. to 16. They had a first and goal at the end of the game. They could have lost that game by seven, but they ended up turning it over on downs. Colorado was an easy winner, minus three. And then the one game, and and trust me, this one killed me, even though it's the only game I lost on Saturday. It killed me because it didn't even cover any of the teasers, and that was Alabama minus seven at home. Just, you know, they had a 21-game home winning streak. That's now over. They had won 57 games, 57 consecutive games at home against non-conference opponents. That's now over. I mean, all the credit in the world to Texas. I, I mean, I'll take my I'll take my beating on that one. I'll take my lumps. Um, I think a lot of people out there were on Alabama, and even if they didn't cover the seven, I expected it to be closer than it was. I didn't expect them to lose by double digits at home. And just looking at that game, Alabama is in trouble. Not six and six. But this could end up being an eight and four, nine and three team, because nothing about that Alabama defense screams this is a dominant Saban defense. Texas went in there and dropped thirty-four points on them. I'm sorry, that's not good. Quinn Ewers was doing whatever he wanted back there. You gave him time to throw; he was carving up the Alabama secondary. So. While I don't think it's doom and gloom, and I don't think they're seven and five or six and six, maybe not even eight and four, but I could see Alabama losing two or three games this year because the defense clearly can be exposed. And number two, 
Jalen Milrow is not the answer at quarterback. While he can make great, outstanding plays with his legs, while sometimes he can escape the pocket and make a throw that you're like, wow, he's not consistent enough, at least consistent enough in regards to Alabama University football quarterbacks. I don't think Jalen Milrow is going to be Milrow is going to be the starter all season. I don't I don't see it because he can make dazzling plays, but he has a real big problem making the basic play, and that's going to hurt Alabama in the long run. So, I think he's in trouble. How about this? Last week, my three underdogs that I give you that I thought could win outright last week went two and one with one of the two winning outright. This week, three and zero oh with two of them winning outright. You had Washington State winning outright against Wisconsin, getting six and a half. That was plus 180 on the money line. You had Miami plus four and a half winning outright and beating A&M one plus 153 on the money line. Cal stays within the number, getting six and a half at home against Auburn. They only lose 14-10. They don't win. And if you watch that game, Cal's field goal kicker missed three field goals. Cal absolutely should have won that game at home last night. Anybody that or on Saturday night, anybody that was watching that should have known. Um, but hey, we'll take three and zero with two outright winners. That means right now, last week we were plus point nine two on the money line. This week, one point eight. So that brings us to two point seven, one point five. That brings us to um, four point two minus the one. We're plus three point two units on the money line as three of the six underdogs I've given you have won outright and five of the six have covered. And then my three-team 10-point teaser was pretty easy. Oklahoma minus six, Jacksonville State plus 24, Eastern Michigan plus 30. Eastern Michigan, I think, lost by 18. They covered their regular spread. They were getting 19 or 20, depending on when you got it. Teased them up to 30. That was a no-brainer. I told you I didn't think Minnesota was capable of scoring 30 points in a football game, let alone covering 30, and they won, what, 28 to 6? Or um, I think well, 22 to 6, right? So or maybe it was 25 to 6. They didn't cover the game. I know that. So they certainly didn't cover 30 points. So you win the three-team 10-point teaser in college. So winners, best bet winner on Oklahoma, winner on Colorado. We pushed on Jackson State. Bama lost. Three dogs win all cover. Washington State, Cal, and Miami, your three-team 10-point teaser win. So that's six wins, one loss, and one push. 13-3-1 through two weeks in college football. Pro football, not off to a great start. Lost the best bet on Pittsburgh. That game was over in the first six minutes. They just did not show up yesterday. That was a game that a lot of professional handicappers were on. And San Francisco just showed why they are probably the class of the NFC this year as they absolutely torched Pittsburgh in that game, and it wasn't even close from the beginning. Um, Lost on the Texans, plus 10. They had a drive late to get a meaningless touchdown, got stopped on downs, and then a winner on Atlanta Falcons. I gave you an underdog play that also ended up winning outright, but we don't, I mean, if you added on the bonus on that, because it wasn't really a much of a payback by the time it kicked off, the Cleveland Browns were plus one, but that was your underdog winner, and then I lost the three-team 10-point teaser because... Pittsburgh couldn't cover 12 and a half. I had Texans plus 20, that covered. New England plus 14. So really disappointing that I couldn't hit the three-team 10-point teaser because 28 teams yesterday played in the NFL. And if you look at it, (coughs) 
only six instances did a team not cover if you add 10 points to their score at the end. Still didn't cover. Carolina, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Chicago, Seattle, and the Giants. And I just happen to have one of those six. But 22 of the 28 other teams, um, they all they all covered. Uh, would have covered 10 points, you know. So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. 22 of the 28 would have covered a 10-point teaser. I just happened to have... Uh, the wrong one in there. So it was very frustrating for me because one of the things that I really wanted to do, and I should have stuck to it, I did with one of them in the Atlanta pick, but man, I told myself, bet against all three rookie quarterbacks on Sunday. Bet against Bryce Young, bet against C.J. Stroud, bet against uh, Anthony Richardson. If I would have, I would have gone 3-0 and on the money line and against the spread. I should have stuck to that. Um, I really like Pittsburgh. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like kicking myself. I just you obviously you can't predict what's going to happen before a game starts. Pittsburgh just got their ass kicked, plain and simple. But I should have stuck to my guns and maybe just added more picks and said, "Look, I mean, you heard me last week saying rookie quarterbacks in the NFL just don't necessarily come in and just win seven or eight games." And with Bryce Young losing and not covering the number one pick in the NFL draft. In his first start in the NFL is now one in fourteen against the spread since two thousand three. So <laughs> it just shows you, and that's why that's why I had Atlanta as one of my picks. I should have. There isn't a stat for the other ones, other first round picks, but I just told myself I was going to bet against Anthony Richardson and C.J. Stroud. And if I would have, uh, I you know, not only did I not bet against C.J. Stroud, I bet on him. <laughs> I took the 10 points. I thought that was too much. And they did some good things. I watched a lot of that game. He did some good things. Baltimore wasn't impressive to me at all. They looked sloppy. And I'm not impressed at all with what Baltimore did. It's just Texans need a little time. I thought the Texans' defense really showed out against Baltimore. The turnovers that the Texans had put their defense in some short fields, and I think that's how Baltimore scored. I just was not impressed at all uh, with with that in the least bit. Um, so I'll be looking to fade Baltimore in coming weeks. I'll tell you that much right now. So a two and three start in the NFL, six one and one in college. So I'd say I'm pretty happy uh, with the start so far. Not too much else to add in regards to it. Some things uh, in the NFL to go over. From yesterday, a lot of unders. There was not a lot of scoring. Only four games went over the posted total. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine went under. Um, as I'm recording this, hold on a second. Show the score in the Cowboy game. When I last looked, it was 40 to nothing. I'm recording this as the Cowboy game is winding down. If there is a late touchdown, that game will go over. And that means five games will go over the posted total. But I don't know if there has been a late touchdown or not. But, yeah, there's only one, two, three, four. Yeah, only four games went over yesterday. Jacksonville and Indianapolis, Green Bay and Chicago, Miami and the Chargers, Rams, uh, um, and Philadelphia and New England went over by a point. But this was another one where, you know, obviously I didn't tell you this or whatever, but and I'm not going to sit here and lie to you, but one game I liked all week – one total I liked all week was that Miami Chargers over. I thought it was going to be a shootout. 
Uh, and it was. I should have used that as a play. I didn't. My mistake. Um, and I didn't even end up betting it here in Vegas. So, you know, that's that's on me. So as I look at the Cowboy game, yeah, 40 to nothing with a minute left. The Giants aren't going to score. Giants could have 10 more possessions and they wouldn't score based on this game. So it certainly looks like there's going to be four overs and 10 unders yesterday in the NFL. So that's quite interesting. Some thoughts on the early games. Cincinnati looked terrible. And this is the third season in a row they've gotten off to a slow start. Uh, but I expect them to be better, obviously, going on. Minnesota was a favorite in people's eliminator pools. They weren't even close. <laughs> they, Well, I shouldn't say weren't close. Um, you know what's funny? You know, we talked all last year or when we got, when I started the Sports Daily at the beginning of this year, remember we were talking when Minnesota got to the playoffs, we're like, look, this is unreal that this team has had 11 one-score games last year and they went 11 and 0. Like that shit doesn't happen back to back years. In fact, it usually regresses towards the norm, which is right around 500. And look at that. We're already one game into the season. 11 and 0 last year were the Minnesota Vikings in one score games and already they're 0 and 1, losing to Tampa Bay 20 to 17. as I said, Pittsburgh looked terrible. San Francisco looked like the class of the NFC. Tennessee and New Orleans was a field goal game. You just got a lot of Classic Ryan Tannehill, just bad decisions, bad throws. Tennessee should be better. Their defense looked good, but New Orleans seemed to move the ball, but then shoot themselves in the foot. I was hoping Arizona would somehow upset Washington, so a bunch of people would be gone from my eliminator pools because everybody was on Washington. Arizona had a chance there. They got stopped on downs late in the game. I don't know if there's going to be a bandwagon for the Green Bay Packers, but they certainly looked the part against the Bears. And maybe it's because the Bears stink. It could be that, that the Bears stink again. And Justin Fields, the amazing thing about Justin Fields is obviously he's an athletic quarterback and he's tough to guard against because you have to prevent, you have to put a spy on him or else he will just take off and rush for 100 yards a game. The problem is, and the thing that I'm just amazed by, is in college, Justin Fields threw the ball like Peyton Manning. Like, you remember that first year that he played at Ohio State. After transferring from Georgia, he threw 40 touchdowns and had one interception in the regular season. Where is that guy? And again, I hate to say it, I hate to pick on Ohio State quarterbacks, but once again, Ohio State quarterbacks that dominate in college have gone on and done absolutely nothing in the NFL. And it's weird because they've gone through, when they were in college, it's not like it's the same system. They've had different coaches. They had Urban Meyer. They've had Ryan Day. They've had different coordinators. But for whatever reason, these guys aren't translating to the NFL passing-wise. And I don't know what it is, but, you know, if Kyle McCord ends up putting up ridiculous stats for Ohio State and moves up draft boards with now the last six Ohio State quarterbacks not doing anything in the pros I think general managers have got to start shaking their heads and been like, I, we can't immediately just assume because he played at Ohio State and he put up gaudy numbers that he's going to be good in the pros because I know it's one game in this season, but it's year three for Justin Fields. If he doesn't show out this year and develop a better passing game, I think the the Bears are going to move on from him and they're just going to bring somebody else in because he might not be the answer. 
The Chargers-Miami game was the best game of the day, and it's once again the typical Chargers. They will be able to score with anybody, but get them any sort of defense. I mean, look at how the Chargers ended their season last year. You remember that? What was it, 27 up 20, up 27 nothing or 28 nothing on Jacksonville in the playoffs in Jacksonville, and they lose? Wasn't it, and they lost 31-30 or 33-30, something like that? And then you come out in the first game of the season, you pretty much score at will. Your offense is humming. Justin Herbert looks good. Austin Eckler looks good. But you can't stop anybody. And the Chargers, once again, porous defensively. And if they don't turn it around, Brandon Staley, he might not last the season. Because if they're sitting at 5-5 five and five or 6-8, and eight, they might just can him. I just he's doing nothing to impress anybody as a head coach in this league. He really isn't. Uh the biggest upset uh outside of the I guess point spread wise was the Rams just taking it to Seattle. My gosh, thirty and thirty to thirteen. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Um everything else was point spread wise, you know, Jacksonville favored they won, Baltimore favored they won, Atlanta favored they won. Seattle, four-and-a-half-point favorite, losing the game outright. There weren't many outright upsets. The Vegas Raiders, they upset Denver, 17-16, as three-point underdogs. But all these lines were small. Outside of Baltimore's nine-and-a-half and Washington at seven, every other line was under four-and-a-half. So, but yet the favorites, usually most of them, won the game yesterday. You had a lot of favorites that won and didn't cover. Minnesota didn't win. And, you know, Tampa Bay was a four-point dog. They won outright, so that's probably the other biggest upset of the day. It was Tampa over Minnesota, Rams over Seattle. But you had a few favorites that won the game but did not cover. That would be New Orleans minus three, only one by one. You had Washington by seven, only one by four. You had uh, the Chargers. Well, the Chargers lost outright. Um, And Philly got – I would say Philly got – I don't want to say lucky, but – if that game doesn't start out 16-0, uh, after that, New England clearly outplayed Philly. Philly did not look dominant at all, but maybe you can blame the weather on that. It wasn't great weather. Anyway, there's a lot to go over. We'll be talking more about this weekend in college football and in the NFL in tomorrow's podcast. But thank you all for listening. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review if you can as well. Tell your friends about it. Tell everybody about it as, hey, 13-3-1 and on college football picks through two weeks. Not bad at all. Don't tell them about the NFL just yet. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And remember, sports will always be the greatest reality show on television.